And it will be Wilder with the rock. Stutter step in the backfield, cuts back to the right, and walks into the end zone. James Wilder Jr. to the house, and it's 12-0 Argos. I feel like Hoagie was uh, doing a bit of his Seinfeld there, Jr. James Wilder Jr., 21 carries, 120 yards, and one touchdown, helping the Toronto Argonauts defeat Edmonton by a score of 20-17 to on Saturday. This is TSN 1050. This is Toronto Today. I am Matthew Cause. Joining us now to talk all things CFL and to judge and shame him for his picks, which he does every Thursday in a segment called Tailing Taylor on the morning show. It is Derek Taylor. Morning, Derek. How you doing, buddy? I'm here good. I'm here to lap up all the shame you want to pour on me. I deserve every bit of it. Oh, so supposed expert. I'm Derek Taylor. I chart every play. I've got the details. Do you see that fun cartoon that we do, you know, on Sports Center? When really it should be my name is Derek Taylor and I'm a fraud. Ah, uh, yes. Bathing in the tears of Matthew Cause losing my To be fair though. How badly did Hamilton outplay Saskatchewan and then lose? Massive, that's, massive. That's, I, I haven't been a, I haven't been like a sports better for too and terribly long, but I assume that's a very common theme among sports better. I can't believe they played so well and lost and took my money with them. What a bunch of ah. Uh. The yeah. worst luck ever. Yeah. Oh, I listen. I was doing work for the Hamilton State uh, for the Hamilton Station. So yeah, I mean, listen, that was a bad beat by you. No one is going to be upset. Uh, Hamilton certainly dominated that game. Um, you know what? We'll, we'll stick with Hamilton for a second, just for the Johnny Manziel conversation. Yeah. Only, only because you know we listened to it with Dave Naylor in the update, and you know he's a name that always is going to move the needle. Um, the way that the Hamilton Ticats starting quarterback Jeremiah Masoli is playing. Um, I think it'd be very shocked. I'd be shocked to see Johnny Manziel get on the field anytime soon. Yeah, my uh, the first week I did a detailed segment about about Masoli, and here's what Masoli offers. And I said by week seven, uh, uh, Manziel would be getting serious reps. That's that's no longer going to happen. I'm 100% with you on that. This, and a lot of it is because a lot of the reason I thought he would get reps was because the schedule Hamilton had to play. And it turned out the schedule Hamilton had to play could not have broken better for them. Uh, Matt Nichols was out for Winnipeg. Edmonton had 13 guys on the six-game injured list, whatever the number was, by the time of that game. And Saskatchewan like has zero quarterbacks, has maybe minus one quarterbacks uh, for their home-and-home. Home. So uh, the schedule really broke right for Hamilton. They haven't maybe taken advantage the way they want. They wanted. They should be 3-1. and one. They are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, so, but Masoli, we probably need to cool it on the Masoli is the Messiah and Masoli is going to be the MOP because when you look at four touchdowns and four picks, it's not amazing. 66% completion is okay, uh, but it's to me, coaching is what's really keeping them, uh, them going there as opposed to unbelievable play from Masoli because I, just, I don't think he's being unbelievable. I think he's been very good. Joined by uh, Derek Taylor, and if you read my recent column on CFL.ca, I write about how Jeremiah Masoli is close to being an elite-level quarterback. <laughs> so who are you going to trust, me, the host of Toronto Today, or Derek Taylor with the losing record right now with his CFL picks? Uh, <laughs> it's, what, make, what, makes you, like, what makes you think he's close? Just for, your, for the folks who haven't read your article, what, uh, what, what says you he's close? 
A higher a jump in accuracy this year versus last year, which may be damning with faint praise. Um, the fact that, especially early in those games against Edmonton and Winnipeg, they were driving down the field, and they looked yep. comfortable. And it was not like difficult drives. There was 13 play drives, and ooh, they somehow converted a bunch of long downs. It was Masoli looking comfortable. You know, just His reads looked a lot crisper than it did last year. The mobility, and that he is looking downfield to throw the ball when he's on the run, not just about trying to get six yards in a first down um, and a lot of that is obviously coaching as well but I throw it all together and then the great weapons he has and Masoli looks like the better quarterback now than the one we saw last year even the one last year that was putting up 300 yard games and every bit of that backed up by the stats his accuracy is up over last year uh, the number of the base of the distances passes are being thrown the his air yards are up huge yep. He's number three in the league it's it's enormous the question I have is did Saskatchewan figure out what to do with that? Because Hamilton does, you know, six offensive linemen and the blocking fullback in Nikita Whitlock. And you saw Saskatchewan get 13 pressures in Thursday's game. And what it, what it looked like was, okay, we're going to send guys, but just a beat later, once you've kind of declared where you're going to block, we're going to send a blitzer. And he's going to get to Jeremiah. And it really, Saskatchewan really did some good stuff with their fronts in that game. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, send eight to overwhelm seven. It was get there with five and get there with six. And I thought that was really uh, – I think that was the best thing Saskatchewan did on Thursday was, okay, here's how we're going to get pressure on a team that uh, is, is running people over with this offense that no one else runs. So I, I'm curious to see what uh, – you saw some counters from Hamilton in that game. I'm curious to see where Hamilton goes with it now and where other teams' defenses go with it now. Hey, when you have a cornerback as good as Deron Carter, you can do whatever you want defensively. Joined have by you ever. Like, like, we're moving the... on. We're moving on. We're not doing the Deron Carter conversation right now. Okay, good. <laughs> Derek Taylor. They're matching up. No one matches up, and they're matching up to cover for a guy. Just get another defensive back. Just go get one. He, he pl- and make sure he's not a box safety from the from the NFL like you signed up last week. All right, all right. Listen, he played. Box he played well. He played fairly well on Thursday. We're moving on to Toronto. Um, Argonauts defeat Edmonton twenty to seventeen. Um, the positive side says James Wilder was great. Good for yeah. James Franklin to get his first win. The Debbie Downer in me would say a lot of this win was based. Basically, Toronto with far fewer penalties, and that Franklin was able to connect on a couple of those deep throws, but that's not exactly sustainable. Uh, your thoughts from Saturday's win? I was impressed with how they held Edmonton out of the end zone. I mean, okay, one of them, granted, was the north end zone, and uh, uh, 87, Darrell Walker almost slips and hurts himself very badly trying to go up and get a touchdown. Home field advantage, my friend. People, people are going to complain about the field. I say that is home field advantage for the Argonauts. Well, and I thought it was super interesting because it mentioned, oh, hey, that happened. And then Greg Ellingson of the Red Blacks goes, oh, yeah, no, it's, that's a real thing. He's, been, he's complained about it before. He's like, oh, yeah, that affects play calling. And I'd never, I'd, for whatever reason, I'd never thought of that. He said, go look back at the Grey Cup. And Ernest Jackson's Grey Cup winning touchdown He's, he's hit this, like a slant across the middle, and you see Calgary safety Josh Bell slip on the turf trying to make the tackle. If, he, if Bell doesn't, he maybe makes the tackle at the two-yard line, and who knows what happens. They're like, oh, that's, it already has affected the biggest game ever. Oh, okay. Oops. Uh, I, I enjoyed some of the Argo stuff. Uh, their defense has terrible numbers, but I really thought, I mean, keeping Edmonton out of the end zone like they did, I thought was great. Uh, getting James Wilder some burn. I thought that was 
that worked really well. That may be more product of Edmonton than anything else. Uh, and Franklin was, uh, he, well, Franklin was what Franklin was. He doesn't get sacked, and he doesn't throw picks. He had one of each, so it was the first time in a long, long, long time, both chronologically and the number of snaps, that he'd had one of either. So there was some stuff to uh, enjoy from Franklin. I just, when you look at their receiving core, Matt, like, what do you, what do you think? Think of their receiving core. They have two, but I don't know what they have after that. It, it, it's a little bit unimpressive to me. And, you know, here's the big concern. Was the year that S.J. Green had last year, which was incredible. Oh, outstanding. Was that the last hurrah for S.J. Green? Um, three catches for 34 yards. Um, yeah, I, I, Armani Edwards is pretty good. But, no, right now, yeah. if I look at the weakness for the Argonauts, it's that receiver. It, it, yeah, it's not even close, right? Uh, Wilder is their leading receiver at 125 yards. That's not that's, good. That's like I know Winnipeg had some success with that with Andrew Harris, but no. Yeah. Um, as much as it's nice to have the safety valve, you're not going to win the CFL unless you got guys that can go downfield, that can challenge secondaries, because the running back dump-off option, that's not going to work over 18 games. Yeah, you'd love to have Anthony Coombs back at that third wide receiver spot to the field. Uh, you would love to have a boundary-wide receiver option. You know, we talked about at the beginning of the season, what do you do if you're posies in the NFL? Who's going to score you 100-yard touchdowns in the Grey Cup? Uh, Brian Timms did not work out. Uh, he's, he's the poster boy for first impressions, can get you second chances. But I don't know if there's a third chance in the offing. I, I honestly don't know. I I'm, I'm, I have trying to think of who their boundary-wide receiver is. And he, whoever he is, not used, so it's that's not an amazing sign. They, they need to figure that part out, uh, and I'm sure. I mean, no one knows that like Mark Tressman does, but uh, I think there are at least some some decent signs from from Franklin and just getting Wilder going. It was Levine Noel who actually had a couple of really good catches in that game. I yeah. I should give props to Levine Noel. That was he had some really nice work in that game. So maybe maybe there is something there. But yeah, uh, receiver is a real problem. And a reminder that the next game for the Toronto Argonauts is this coming Friday, 9 p.m. start right here on TSN 1050 against Edmonton. Also, a live mic game, so if you're watching it on TV, you'll hear the F word a lot. <laughs> this week was a lot This week cleaner, right? Much cleaner. Then, much cleaner then, than two weeks ago, yeah. Then there was the Kara Wagland voice. Uh, there may be some foul language, uh, Viewer discretion is advised. I think it's super, it's neat, right? It's neat to hear some of the stuff. It was neat this week to hear Mike Sherman with about five and a half minutes go, oh, we're going to need to use our timeout sometime here. You're like, oh, okay. And you hear some, some of the conversation. But uh, after a while, right, hearing Trevor Harris look at his wristband and go, uh, uh, deuce, roadblock, roadhouse, red rocket, blue blob, blue blob, blue blob, you're like, wow, okay, we need to just turn that down a little bit because he's not. It's all just straight up nonsense unless you can, unless you've mapped it out and uh, who's got four hours to to Sudoku out exactly what he's doing there. <laughs> and by the way, a shout out. I think it was Suter and Ford. I'm trying to remember who called the game a couple weeks ago when there was all the swearing in the Hamilton Winnipeg game. And yeah. I like the fact that they finally acknowledged it. You know, and then they just and then the and then the halftime. You know, uh, Rod Smith and the boys just they acknowledge like, yeah, okay, swearing happens. Let's all be adults here. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, it's it's I mean it's unfortunate for anybody who's who's sensitive to something like that, and obviously we we felt bad about that. But yeah, it's 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 hard for the players, right? Like 
like, oh, I, I normally am just cursing out everybody, but I have to be sensitive on this one. It's 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 a hard spot for everybody to be in. I think the the live mics provide a lot of great stuff. Uh, and there's just a, I, I honestly I hope nobody's offended, but I'm afraid we're going to hear that people have been quite offended by it. Derek Taylor from SportsCenter, and of course the details, and you can hear him every Thursday on the morning show, the Tailing Taylor segment. Uh, are you feeling better uh, about your picks? There's only three games this week. Are you, are you I, feeling better? Uh, I I haven't seen what's going. Well, I know Calgary's going to win this week, but I mean it's. It's hard, right? Because you're watching these things go down the toilet. And the, like the one game I didn't bet on, I, I felt oh, Winnipeg's probably okay, but I want to see. I want to see what Matt Nichols looks like. They win by 75 points. It's always you always remember the ones that got away, hey? Um, what are the chances Toronto can go back to back against Edmonton? We'll leave you on this question. Oh, I I'm not sure. I saw enough from Toronto that they can win a game in Edmonton. The one thing Edmonton is, is great at, uh, which will keep you in the game, is they love to miss tackles. They are cool with missing tackles. Every sixth play, somebody just blows an assignment and, and misses the tackle. So there's always a chance that Wilder is going to bust out one of those 86-yard ones because he, he breaks through somebody. They're dealing with some injury problems. That's a benefit. Uh, you're going to have to figure out how to keep you know, Darrell Walker off the, off the board for two games in a row and keep C.J. Gable down. I thought they did that well, but uh, Gable was a monster two weeks ago. It, I, don't, I don't know that you hold Edmonton down twice in a row, but having gotten one, having gotten off the schneid, it was a pretty good result for the Eskimos, or probably for the uh, Argos against the Eskimos. Derek, always appreciate you coming on. The work is fantastic, and I have no doubt by the end of the year, you will be over 500 for the Tailing Taylor segment on Landsberg in the Morning. But will I beat the big? you got to beat the big. It's not enough to be over 500. you got to beat the big. That the is big's the killer. Spoken by someone who gambles too much. Thank you, Derek. Thanks, brother. Okay, that was Derek Taylor from SportsCenter and from the details. And you hear him every Thursday on this station.